Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is episode 370. Wait, 367, not 377. I'm, I'm jumping through time, Daryl. I'm a time traveler. Did you know that? Go back in time. Yep. I need to talk to you about your kids in the future. <laughs> There's some kind back of assholes. The future. There's some kind of assholes. Anyway, um, no, all right, so this is our, our first um, first episode we're recording in 2023. First of the new year. First of the new year. And with that, we are looking for potentially certified infamous shows for the end of this year. So we're looking forward to um, what we're looking forward to seeing. Um in 2023 in TV and movies. Normally we would do comic books as well, but um, I'm gonna speak for Daryl and say we're only looking forward to the Ripperverse to see what they do. I'm not saying I'm looking forward to more Ripperverse comics because there's only been one. You can't judge them off of one, even though it was good. I'm looking forward to Eric, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if Eric July will ever hear this, but dude, you have to go faster. You should have had yeah. three books ready to go, finished writing and being and having art, so you can do a um, a campaign every six weeks. Because mm -hmm. um, if I didn't follow you, follow him, whatever on 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 socials, I would not have remembered anything about Ripperverse. So just just saying that, not a detractor. I like the book. I know how you feel about detractors, dude. You like to monetize them, mm -hmm. but. You need to move a little faster. Yeah. Especially it, since and, and you made $3.8 million on the first one. Yeah. Well, the thing is, when you're doing a 96-page book, yeah, it, it definitely is not going to be as fast. I, I get what you're saying, though, as far as before. Well, but he's got multiple writers and artists working across the Ripperverse. Yeah. So What I'm saying, though, yeah. is he's the way – if. In hindsight, you're absolutely right in the sense of if he would have started it and had this book done and then was halfway through or where, wherever he is now with this second book, sure. that makes sense. Well, the second book's already like over 100 pages, according yeah. to him. But here's the thing. It doesn't right. cost him anything to write the book. Just time. Just time. So if he had, he had the book written and ready to go... Yeah, you know, that. he takes the money he gets from the second one, hires an artist, and he's already working on the third one, and he's already got. Then he can take the money from the first one and hire, you know, the people pay the people who are going to do the other books. That's right. what I'm saying. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like if this yeah. was done, but it wasn't done like that. So yeah, no, I no, we're on the same page yeah. as far as okay. him definitely getting done. It's just not that easy once if no, he I, didn't have it i understand in, i agree you know so. it's not you're right it's not easy and what he's doing is, is amazing and and we're here for it but the one thing but you're saying though is and this is where i agree is you have to get this stuff out because like you said mm -hmm. if if people aren't really following you it's easy it's easy to lose interest especially in this world when stuff right. all this stuff is going on all the distractions you have Right. You want to keep it fresh. You want to keep it in people's minds. So in that regard, absolutely. Correct. Okay, cool. 
Cool, 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 cool. Um, okay. So let's uh we're gonna do TV, we're gonna do movies first. So let's uh let's go ahead. Um there's no real like order to this. Is these are the things that we're we're looking forward to. Um Daryl has honorable mentions, but I'm just taking that out because we're just gonna talk about the movies we're looking forward to. The same with TV. Um I don't think limited it to five is healthy. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, cause we have about the same when we count your honorable mentions and I will be, I will be honest. One of the movies that's on my list I saw <laughs> on Friday. So, <laughs> but it was on my list before I saw it. So, okay. That's well, what I wasn't yeah. sure about when so, I saw that one um, on there. So, uh, so I'll kick off, and I'll just start with that one. Um, and we have a bunch of like overlap, so we'll, we'll do the overlap. And... We'll do the ones that we don't overlap, and then we'll talk okay. about the overlap. We'll do it the opposite right. of of last time. All right. So my my one that I saw was Megan, or as I keep calling it, M three G A N. But no. Um, so Megan is um is the Blomhouse. Um, movie that that uh the horror movie that just came out um even though it says to 2022 like it just came out so I, I don't i don't understand what's going on there but um it's a uh, it's an a movie it's a horror movie it's blomhouse um it's uh directed by gerald or gerard sorry johnstone um and produced by james wan james jason blom um and it's uh, very much in the vein of the um, Annabelle movies. Um, just this time, instead of it being a um, possessed doll, it's an actual like android that Allison Miller's Gemma character created. Actually, I would say it's closer to Ex Machina, now I think about it. Funny enough, I, and again, I've never seen it, but the reboot of Child's Play went in that similar direction yeah. of an AI. Oh, okay. Which I forgot it did have Aubrey Plaza in it. Uh, but I did not realize this was Blumhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, like when I've seen the trailers or when I've seen the promos on TV, I did not realize it was another Blumhouse because, you know, we both like uh, Blumhouse and a lot of stuff yeah. they do. I so. mean, we're, we're, we're fans for sure. So, um, Oh, okay. So I guess this released in December on December twenty eighth in France. Ah, uh, but it released okay. here on Friday. So okay, um, so it still counts, right? Still counts. <laughs> so uh, I will say this: it's a twelve million dollar budget. It's done. I think over th it'll like it's on track to do over thirty this weekend domestically. Damn, that so is nice. It's like. Like I was talking to Jen about this when we left. Like these are the movies that we need. It's 142 minutes long. There's no fat in this movie whatsoever. It's a really good story. There's none of the wokeness or like you know identity politics or anything like that in there. It doesn't matter that Gemma's a girl. It doesn't matter um, that uh, oh what was the little girl's name? Um, I don't even remember the little girl's name now. Uh, I'm horrible with the names of characters lately. I don't know why. But um, but yeah, it was um, it was just really, really, really interesting um, kind of look at all of this, and 
you know, seeing seeing something that looks so good. Um, Katie, that was her name, and they spelled it Caddy like um, Mean Girls. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I will say uh, Ronnie Chang is in this, the stand-up comedian, as uh, David, the the tech CEO of this toy company, um, which is called Funky instead of Funko, which I found pretty pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, but it was uh, it was it was really. I don't know. It was really good. There were there were a lot of things that kind of went the other way, um, than than what you thought, and um, the the girls that played Megan, um, and Jenna Davis was the voice of Megan, which was which kind of creepy. Um, that was just it was just I don't know. It was really good. Um, but it was on my list specifically because it was a Blumhouse movie. Yeah, that would have absolutely so, been on my list if yeah. I would have known that. All right. Um, what do you have next? So I have, and again, I, I, there's the reason I put the one of these as honorable mention. I'm, and that's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, again, we got into the Spider-Verse. Was that 2019 that we got that? Mm-hmm. Because it seems like it's been a long time since we got into the Spider Verse, which I absolutely love that movie. Um, you know, I know uh, we you know, saw that we saw that together with Carlo. Yes, yeah, we yeah, and that's what I'm trying to think if that was 2019 because uh, it's been a long time. It's yeah. been a long time since that movie came out. I it was one of those movies that at the first five it was few 2018. Minutes, I had to get used Daryl. It was 2018. Yeah. Damn. Animation takes a long time. Yeah, and and that's understandable. Uh, but speaking of animation, that's a good segue because it took the first five or six, six, ten minutes of that movie, it disoriented me mm -hmm. because of the type of animation it was. But once I kind of got locked in, I absolutely love the animation. I love the story of Miles Morales, and I just love that movie. The thing is based on some of the stuff I'm reading and again it's I saw the, the teaser trailer uh, I I'm really captivated by everything they have done with Miles Morales and so mm -hmm. I like that part but the idea that you're they're going to have over 240 characters and evidently as of now Spider Noir Nicolas Cage yeah is not going to return at uh -huh. least Nicolas Cage is voicing him that sucks so which sucks all right so but yeah go ahead I'm I'm just I didn't I put it initially on honorable mention was because uh it I'm hoping it's one of those things where when you have a sequel like this is it going to are they just going to go overboard with it over the top. So mm -hmm. I know that sounds a little bit tepid in my response as far as anticipating this but it is in my you know it isn't kind of like in my mirror as far as what I want to see. I've just I'm just kind of hesitant. And there's a couple things like that where I put all the things I put on the honorable mention on the shows and the movies. I'm a little bit hesitant just because of some of the things I've heard or seen mm -hmm. or past mistakes. Sure. Companies have made. Um, so I did not have this one on my list because I still remain lukewarm to into the spider verse. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think, um, Miles is a character that's been ruined by a lot of writers. Um, yes. And, you know, I, I think um, I think Miles is not always treated well as a character. 
The other thing is when I saw the preview, I was super excited because I thought Misty Knight was going to be in it. But it's not Misty Knight. They're just taking her character design and making her Spider-Woman um, so that they can make Jessica Drew black. So, like, just looking at that, it's like, okay, Lord and Miller, I feel, like, really tried with the first one to be true to all the characters, right? Um, we got a bunch of cool versions of Peter Parker. We got a bunch of cool versions of, you know, like, everybody. Um but then here they are, and they're like immediately like, okay, well, now we're going to like take an existing character's look and call her something else. Especially when and Misty Knight is an iconic character. Iconic. And that is one of the things why I, 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 I had such a lukewarm response just now is because of stuff like that. Because I, when I first saw that, I, I thought for sure that was her. Yeah. Like there was no doubt. I was like, okay, oh, they have Misty Knight in yeah. here. And, and I mean, Simone Missick like killed it as her. She was the best part of the Luke Cage thing. Um, yes, she was for both seasons, and especially once yes. she got the arm. Um, but at, at the end of the day, like I was lukewarm to the first one. I'm lukewarm to the idea, like not the idea, but I'm just lukewarm to the second one. So. Yeah, it's it's more like for you. It's like, well, I mean, similar to me, show and prove. Even though I love the first one, that actually, I think, because I love the first one, it makes, and the stuff we just talked about, right. it makes me even more, you know, cagey about what they're going to give us. Right. So. Yeah. All right. So my next one is, I, I, I'm, I think you should be shocked that it's a Christopher Nolan movie, um, but it's Oppenheimer. Um, mm -hmm. with uh, Cillian Murphy as Robert Oppenheimer. Um, I'm pretty excited for this one just because, like, I like, I like the whole Manhattan Project, like, mythos and everything. And uh, I like Cillian Murphy, Murphy, and I'm excited to see him and, in, like, a greater role. And I'm also... Um, about to start, like it's been, it's the next step on my reading list, um, The Making of the Atomic Bomb by Richard Rhodes. So I'm going to definitely make sure that is done before um, Oppenheimer comes out in later this year. I will say I'm a little worried. It's a two and a half hour long movie. Um, so it's right at the cusp of like what I'm going to see in the theater. And oh yeah, that's the other thing. These are all things we're going to see in the theater, not just that we're looking forward to. I forgot that caveat. Um, so, but I have until July to, to read the book. Um, and I'm also worried that this movie has a hundred million dollar budget for some reason. I think that was because they, the whole atomic bomb, and that's the big thing they're talking about is they didn't, they, they tried to use practical effects to, yeah. no, I get it. It's just, bomb, so I don't know. I'm just I, like concerned. Like, I, like as these, because we have like a, a, a nice little like correlation of the last couple of years, the higher budget the movie is, the worse they are. <laughs> That's the, this is correct. Marvel. Funnily enough. <laughs> Marvel. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. DC. Oh, oh. Dwayne Johnson. Oh, excuse me. I had a I had a coughing fit there. And um, let's, let's not forget that the, uh, despite the budgets, the effects do not look like the budget was used for those at all right for some so. of these movies yep all right um so the next one on your list 
again, this is another Sony product, and this is Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, a. He's always been an interesting character in the books. I, I, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of. I absolutely loved him in uh, Bullet Train, and yeah, you know, some of the other things he's been in. I mean, he's he was actually great in Savages. Yes, he's, he's yes. so good in Savages. Yeah, I. Uh, funny enough, he was also in. I didn't realize <laughs> for the longest time, but speaking of Christopher Nolan, he was in Tenet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was the is, um, the one lieutenant, whatever. Uh, yeah. For the battle, he was great. I mean, he's yeah, great. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I mean, um, huge. And again, it's this even slight anticipation of this movie is all based on how much I like him as an actor and mm-hmm. the roles he's played. Yeah. Because there's nothing. I don't know anything about what direction they're taking with this there is i have not seen any footage any i think i saw there was like one photo out there or something like that or a few photos but this is just i'm kind of blind right now when i'm talking about it because there is not much to go on yeah it's really aaron taylor johnson it's really the fact that craven is to me a very a fascinating Mm -hmm. character and i think he he can rock this out yeah. The question I have is, like I said, the biggest question is the type of direction they go, and can Sony put together a captivating film for this character? Right, right. Um, I think Craven's a hard character to do without having Spider-Man in the film, mm-hmm. um, because he's he's one of the tenants of the Spider-Man Rogues Gallery. Uh, I like the cast for sure. Um, you know, I, I just, my, my concern, I read the casting and let me rephrase that of Aaron Taylor Joy, um, Ariana DeBoss, DeBossi, is that how you say it? Is going to play Calypso, who is like Craven's love interest, you know, kind of voodoo priestess, whatever. Um, I'm concerned because you have an actor here talking about, he describes his take on the character as a conservationist a protector of the natural world and an animal lover. And he's there to destroy the, uh, the totems of superheroes, you know, like superheroes who are like animals. Um, so we'll see. Craven's last hunt is an iconic, iconic. Yeah. I, I can't say it enough. Iconic comic book run. Um, so if we're going to lead to something like that, I'm all for it. If this is just a like Joker standalone like kind of thing, what's the point? And again, I'm not trying to shit on your excitement. Um, no, no, you're but you're but, no, you're you're kind of saying the so, same thing I'm doing. Like yeah. I, I said, like I said, my biggest pull for fascination with this is the character himself and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Everything else. That's why I didn't. Ha- that's why I initially had it on honorable mention in the maybe yeah. factor is because these other ingredients are so unknown that it could really go off the rails rather spectacularly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I can't get a hundred percent behind it just for the fact of there's so much unknown and where how are you going to attack this? Yeah. So. That's why I can't say 100%. That's why it wasn't initially on my definitely going to see this list. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so my next variant 
Actually, I think, uh, I think I have two. Loki? No. Um, my next uh, <laughs> deviation from groupthink um, is Creed 3. Uh, I'm excited for this one because I want to see what Michael B. Jordan does behind the camera uh, because I'm a huge fan. Uh, two, Jonathan Majors is in this, and I want to see if I can finally see in him what you see. Because uh, so far I haven't really liked anything from him that I that I've really seen. Um, I didn't care for the um, Lovecraft Country, and I did not like his take of Kang, the Conqueror, and Loki. Um, and I, I'm not necessarily putting that on him, but I also haven't seen a lot of the stuff that he's been in, so. Yeah, you know, there's that. Um, I'm a sucker for the Rocky franchise. We we know this. Um, Rocky one, two, three, four. Rocky Balboa and the Creed movies are all great. Um, and that's the only Rocky movies that exist. <laughs> so, but I like this. I like this because Donnie is like thriving, right? This isn't like a tale. Like he's not on the struggle bus. He, it doesn't seem like he's a paper tiger um, like Rocky was in Rocky 3 because of Mick. Uh, and then so here, like, because this is Rocky 3, right? This is like, yeah, like, oh, absolutely. you know, Damian Anderson is his club, is, is Donnie's clubber Lang. Um, and, you know, I, I like this because they're friends. They were friends. They were family, you know, um, and Damian went down and went to jail and Donnie you know, I don't know if he got out. Like, I'm interested to see how he got out of it um, and, and all of that. So that should be good. Uh, the fact that the Florian, um, I don't even know how to say his last name, but Victor Drago is like listed on the cast call list. I'm kind of interesting, interested to see about that. Like, is, is, is Victor Drago going to be Donnie's like Rocky, like former uh, opponent that becomes best friend. Yeah. How cool would that be? Yeah. It's... Um, but yeah, I'm happy that uh, Ryan Coogler is not sitting behind the director's chair for this one. Right. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I would say I'm looking forward to this. Not actually not on my list as far as going to the theaters to see, but I really liked the, what we saw in the trailer. Uh, again, my experience with Jonathan Majors is very small. Like mm-hmm. I, like you, yeah. I did not like his. I did not like the Kang version that we yeah. got in Loki. But I think I know why they did that, even though I don't think it helped. Sure. I think they were trying to differentiate as much as possible from the Kang they're going to see. We're going to see in Quantum Mania. Yeah, still didn't like it. Uh, I, I forgot he was in that heart, the harder they fall. Uh, it was a Netflix cowboy drama, uh-huh. uh, which it was actually, it was actually, it was, it was pretty decent. It was in the vein of posse, it, you know, the Mario van people's one about, you know, black cowboys and outlaws in the West. I thought it was pretty good. He was good in that Lovecraft country. You know, I, like I said, I stopped after like five episodes in, it just couldn't capture me. I just really loved his performance in there. I, I'm really interested to see Michael B. Jordan as a director, right? Uh, and see what he can do with you know 
this is a huge fr- i mean not i mean that you you know the history we all know the history of rocky we i mean we've seen the you know the last two creed movies and it's, they've done pretty well can he continue that and maybe add something else uh past what brian cooper has done right so yeah i'm like that's what i'm interested to see like how does how does he take and grow the franchise um, all right. So then I think I have one more that differentiates from you and that's Renfield, um, which is the, um, it's a Dracula movie where Nicholas Holt plays Renfield, who is Dracula's slave essentially, uh, who goes out and help and find essentially finds Dracula's like dinner. He's his, uh, personal DoorDash. <laughs> um, and, uh, I'm really interested in this take because they gave Renfield like superpowers. Um, yeah, funny enough. And uh, oh, sorry. I God. didn't, I did not hear anything about this movie until like two days ago. I saw something about it. Uh, I, like, I didn't know this? about it until I went to see Megan and this was the trailer and I've watched the oh, trailer okay. like five times since then. So this I comes not out even on seen the trailer. But... This is out on April 14th. It's a uh, Nick Cage. Nicholas Holt, Ben Schwartz, who is John Ralphio from um, Parks and Rec, and uh, and then here's the here's the one 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 spot is it's got Aquafina in it. Uh. So, but this is um this is from Skybound Entertainment. Uh, Robert Kirkman is one of the producers. It's uh, directed by Chris McKay. Um, let me pull his movies up real quick. Who uh who directed, who was uh, involved with the Tomorrow War. I think he directed the Tomorrow War. Um, let me double check. Yeah, he directed the Tomorrow War. Um, he did the Lego Batman movie. He's got Tomorrow War 2 coming out, Lego Batman 2. Uh, he was involved in the Lego movie. So um, he did a bunch of robot chicken stuff. So dude, dude's got like like solid like sci-fi credentials and then solid comedy credentials which is 100% what you need for this movie. Yeah. I I I'm I'm very curious to see the trailer now. So, I'll have to check that out after we get off the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um cool. Oh, actually um no, you have um you have Ant-Man. We didn't talk about that one cuz that's not on my list. Oh, I don't know why I thought that was on your list. No, I don't If you <laughs> okay. if you will look at my list, I don't have any Well, I have one Marvel movie. And it's one that you have, and it's the only like quote unquote traditional superhero movie I have. Yeah. So. Well, I, I that's the only like I have two Marvel movies, so it's not like we we've marveled at this list out. But anyway, yeah, I I Quantum Mania one. I love Ant Man. Paul, we we both agree that Paul Rudd's the national treasure. Galactic uh, treasure. Galactic. Yes, Galactic. Treasure. Do not limit it to just this multiversal planet. treasure multiversal treasure sure. considering that's where we're going in the MCU. But again, like we were just talking about Jonathan majors, the trailer for this looks interesting. And again, when I say interesting, it can go either way. I'm very curious because again, I'd like the Ant-Man movies. I, this seems like this is going to be a more serious version of the, as far as the subject matter and everything, looking at the trailer, it, we didn't see a lot of jokes like we usually do in these Ant-Man right, trailers. Right. Uh, like I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of what I think Jonathan Majors can be as Kang. Kang. Just yeah. by, based on his 
uh, his admittedly my small experience of him in shows and movies. Like we just mentioned that before. I think he can be a fantastic villain. Mm-hmm. Whether he will be or not, again, I absolutely just be, just for the Paul Rudd factor and what I how much I've liked these Ant Man movies. They're not the greatest, uh, although I, I mean I'm a huge fan of the first one, huge fan. Mm-hmm. But where this could take the MCU, because I honestly think if this, even if this only hits a triple, I won't say it renews my faith in the MCU. They have to do a full year and a half, two years of movies before I'm fully sure. back on board. Sure. But this is vital for, especially after the dog, the garbage we got in Phase Four. This has to be good. This has to be very good. And I, I'm really, really uh, fascinated at the thought of this being really, really good. Just because, again, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Evangeline Lilly. All of them I really, really like. Yeah, and I, I like the chemistry that all that they've they've shown between one another throughout these movies, and that's why I'm so I'm excited, but I'm also kind of afraid that if this kind of goes the same route that we've gotten with, I almost said Thor: The Dark World, but Thor: The Last Thor. Movie, Thor: Dumb and Blunder. Yeah. I can't say Black Panther because I haven't seen it. I'll right. be I'll be seeing that by the end of the month when well, it's on Disney Plus. Here's but. here's the problem: is this movie comes out on February seventeenth, and um, this is from the Direct, which is a reputable website. Um, it's still undergoing reshoots. So does that mean? Really? Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Does this mean that? Um, they're, they're, they did something that is so egregiously woke, killing Ant-Man, um, that they have to go fix it? Or is Bob Iger go, is here, and he's like, you know what? It's just not woke enough. I'm concerned that it, I'm not concerned about those things, honestly. I'm concerned that it, like you said, it's a, what? Six weeks away, and they're still and supposedly still doing reshoots. Today is the September the eighth, so yeah, it's about five, a little over five weeks. Um, yeah, and it's clocking in at two hours and five minutes. So, which is fine. That's that. Like, I, I never look at the time. I know you do, but yeah. that, the time thing is. Again, it depends on what it is, because if, if it's if this is like I said, if this is expanding the world in a way that it, it they're trying to and it does a good job, that two hour, five minutes might not even be enough. Who knows? But yeah, that that whole reshoot thing. Yeah. A little bit concerning. Yeah. A little bit concerning. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, so here we go. Let's uh, we'll just bust through these. Um yeah, I'm just gonna go down because I I, I put them in order. Uh, John Wick Chapter Four. This was a no brainer um, for I think for both of us. Absolutely. Um, you know the I don't know. I think there's one more in the series. I don't know if they're doing six or if they're doing five. Um, but this one brings Donnie Yen into the franchise and Bill Skarsgård, which I'm super excited about for both of them. Um, and this one drops on March 24th. The first trailer looked really, 
really good. Um, and you know, I think, uh, I, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that one. Um, do you have any additional thoughts? John Wick. It's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. And like I, like you said, Donnie Yen being added to the cast is because I love Donnie Yen. Yep. I, I'm just thinking of his that last scene with him in uh, Rogue One. Yeah. Man, oh, yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So I'm, I'm just the force, I'm very the excited force is with me. Um, yeah. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, can't right. wait for this. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which hits theater, theaters on May 5th. Um, the teaser trailer that they showed is perfect. Do not show another second of this movie. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. We've, we've said this before Yeah, with, with Marvel movies, especially when they were hitting their stride. Right. Give us one teaser. Give us one tra- good trailer. That's it. That's all we need. Don't drop, don't drop clips. We don't, don't need drop, vignettes. Like, we don't, te- yeah. No, we don't need that. Just, just, yeah. I, I mean, you know a movie's little... bad when they're like, we released the first 12 minutes online. Ugh, yeah. Gross. Yeah. I, um, I'm looking for, yeah. again, Chris Pratt. Yep. You know. I'm looking forward to uh, Will Poulter as Adam Warlock, even though there's no point to have Adam Warlock in the MCU anymore. This is correct, sir. <laughs> and I'm really interested to see what noted crybaby David Blutista um, is complaining about for not wanting to do any more after this, you know. Which, it's like, dude, you complained and you got more screen time in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and you couldn't hack it as, like, the person who had to carry most of the load when they took it off of Chris Pratt's very broad, very leading man-worthy shoulders. Um, Blutista is 100% a character actor, and he's really good at what he does. I'm not I'm not saying he's not, um, but he's also a little crybaby. Although I 100% agree with him, yeah, in the oh, sense of I'm after the first Guardian, him, but yeah, like again, uh, yeah, I know. But it's he funny got that what he, he wanted. Yeah. So. See, the thing is, he didn't do a Henry Cavill, and uh, when I mean by that is Cavill, on multiple occasions, after season one of The Witcher, said uh, he wants it closer to the source material. Right. He wants it closer to the source material. He said that consistently. Yes. Now we're getting this that he's he's relieved that's done playing silly Drax, which again, hundred percent agree with. Yeah. After Guardians One, I could not stand Drax because Drax he was, a was useless... not silly in the comics. No. I, I was tired of him yeah. because of they they oh, just yeah. completely eradicated his character and well, it, it, too much so... of a good thing. That that was yes. the problem. Anyway, so yeah. May fifth, looking forward to that one. Um We've got Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Uh, they're adding Haley Atwell to this cast. Ooh, um, did not know that. Christopher McQuarrie is back as the director chair and writer chair. Um, July 14th, this one drops. Um, and it also adds uh, Palm, um, you know, from... Uh, oh, shoot, Palm Clement? No, uh, oh, Clement. No. Uh, Clementif. Let's just go with that as her name. Um, showing up. Angela Bassett's back, uh, which is exciting. I always like Angela Bassett. So, um, and so yeah, we'll see. Also, Issei Morales, who we both are big fans of. 
um, oh, I didn't know he was is is going to yeah, be in part right. one. So yeah. yeah, so this is part one of two. Um, the Mission Impossible franchise is the only franchise where the movies have gotten better as the longer it's gone on. One is great. One was a love letter to the TV show. One one is fantastic. Two was John Woo doing John Woo's thing. You either like it or you don't like it. Three was when they said, okay, we need to reevaluate all the good stuff that Jar Jar put into this and dump all the shit that he heaped on top of it. Yes. Enter Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah. I've said that, and I'll stand by this, four, five, and six, I will put against any three movies in any franchise. Not to say this is better than, but it 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 can go toe to toe with any three movies of a franchise. That's how good these have been. Four, five, and six, and, and then seven and eight are one cohesive story. Yes, this is what James Bond wishes it did with Daniel Craig. Yes, and I thought it was, and then it just yeah. well, we saw what we we know what happened with Bond. Mm-hmm. This I, I know these aren't in order, but this is right for me my most anticipated movie of nice. 2023 nice. Tom Cruise, like what we just said about mission impossibles four, five and six, yeah. the cohesive story. And again, can't say enough about Tom Cruise yeah. and his ability, not a ability, but his desire to give the fans his desire to give the fans mm-hmm. a, a great movie going experience. That is what he does. I, and again, I know we were talking about vignettes a minute ago, saw that seven to 10 minute kind of like vignette behind the scenes of him doing this stunt. That's going to be in part one. Yeah. The guy's a madman, oh, which yeah. I love. Oh yeah. So I cannot wait for, I absolutely so, cannot wait for 500 skydives, 13,000 motocross jumps. Like, yeah, this, yes. this is going to be exciting. Yeah. Cannot um, wait. All right. So next up we have Dune two. Um, part two, whatever, Dune part two. Um, so Fade Rotha has been recast as Austin Butler. Yeah, I saw that. It was initially supposed to be Bill Sarsgaard. I don't know if you watched, um, the Elvis Fever Dream movie. Um, Elvis Fever Dream. The, the movie that he's in, Elvis. No. Uh, it's actually, I would say watch it. It's a Baz, it's a Baz. I, I really movie. want it. I- uh-huh. So, um, plus he was great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, he was. I, I forgot so, about that. Yeah, yes, um, he was. Florence Pugh is the Princess Aralon Carino, uh, and Christopher Walken is coming in as Emperor Shaddam the Fourth. Yeah. This, so we shall see. And even though we had issues with the first one, I there's a part of me that really wishes I would have seen that in the theater just for the the scope of it. Yeah, I know, but you were afraid um, to go out in public without your full hazmat suit and, <laughs> you know, all of that fun stuff. Um, anyway, I don't, know. but, uh, <laughs> so, but again, I think it was the fact that it, it was, it, it didn't hit me like I wanted to, cause I was going to watch it on max and then go see it. But yeah, it was that, one I mean, of those we had things. planned to do that. We had planned. We were going to yeah. watch it on max and then I watched it and I'm like, no, yeah, no, and then I fucking bought it on iTunes when it was like seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, so, I know, right? I'm gonna rewatch it. Like I've been meaning to rewatch it. Um, I just, I, you know, it looks like Dune should look. 
minus mm-hmm. like the power rangery aspect of the still suit. Um, I still contend that Villanueva does not, or Villanu, however you say it, does not understand the Fremen and he's putting too much of a modern lens on it using Muslims as yes. the, the basis point where, yeah, that's what Herbert did to a point, but at no point were the, were the Fremen ever anything but a sleeping giant. Mm-hmm. They allowed what happened to them to happen because they had a multi-century plan in place to change Dune so that when their, you know, when their leader arose from their prophecy, that was the time that they could do that. And then Paul's visions of releasing a jihad across the universe, his whole point of being is not the white savior. His whole point of being is to stop from happening the things he sets in motion from the second he lands on Dune, on Arrakis. And, you know, this is what people don't understand. This is a very complex and heavy thing. I'm glad they split it into two. Um, unfortunately, the Florence Pugh, I don't know when she was cast as Erlon, but Erlon should have been in the first movie and not Cheney. We shouldn't have met anyone other than Stilgar. Mm-hmm. And then the second movie should have expanded upon who and what the Fremen are, not Who's yes. going to be our next oppressor? Oh, here's the face of white young Timothy Chalamet, who was never there to oppress them. The Duke, Duke Leto Atreides, was never there to go to Dune, to go to Arrakis, to oppress anyone. His whole job was to, you know, bring that Atreides brand of awesome to to Arrakis and, and you know, avoid all the traps that Shaddam was setting for him and the Baron Harkonnen. Yeah. It, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm completely biased, you know, 100% against this because Villeneuve added a bunch of stuff that wasn't in the book that didn't need to be in the book. And then again, I think he had a bad take in my opinion. Yes. So, um, but yeah, so this is what November something, um, where'd it go? November 3rd. So we'll see. Um, Hans Zimmer score was fantastic. Fantastic. Um, absolutely brilliant. You know, I also think that the fact that, um, at least Brian Herbert doesn't seem to be involved with this at all is, um, both not a good thing and not a bad thing. Yes. If that makes sense. Um, okay. So then the last one from movies, um, is Transformers rise of the beasts. Which I I am shocked. Shocked, I tell you, that a Transformers movie is on my list. Yeah. Honestly. Sure. Because, again, granted, we did have the Bumblebee, which... So this um, is in the Bumblebee timeline. Yes. And I was shocked how good Bumblebee was. Yeah. After the crap that Bay gave us the last couple... Mm Mm-hmm. I was done with Transformers. Then, then I think you saw Bumblebee, I saw Bumblebee. before. Me. Haley and I went and saw it in the yeah. theater, and I was like, "You have go see Bumblebee." <laughs> you have and to I see saw Bumblebee. it, and I'm like, "So wow, this is fun. Yeah. This is good. This is actually a good movie." Yeah. And the trailer that we got for this has me 
pumped, just like the trailer, the first ever Transformers movie trailer mm-hmm. back in 07 had yeah. for me. That's so, honestly yeah. where I'm at right now with this. Yep. Um, having the Maximals and the Predacons um, and the Terracons, I think, is going to be so much fun. Um, so it's a Mirage, which we thought it might be when we talked about the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. It's not jazz. <laughs> And Mirage is voiced by Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so we shall we'll see. Um, and then Ron Perlman is is voicing Optimus Primal, and I'm like, can you have picked like someone where you're not going to hear their dentures clack while he's talking? <laughs> Yeah, I I um, was never a fan of yeah. Beast Wars. I never I, I tried watching a couple times. What? Yeah, I oh it my just God. it just it it never I think I was so caught up in like the original idea of Transformers. It the Beast War and again I wasn't a fan of the animation either that you know, sure. the computer generated stuff. Yeah. So th- again, that colored it for me. And again, it could be great. I don't know. But and I wasn't sure this was gonna work until I saw the trailer. Because I knew they were going to be in this, but sure. I did not realize it looks great. Did it looks you, great. Uh, it looks fun. Did you not want? Did you watch Transformers Prime on um, Netflix? No, I did not. You should check that one out. It's that computer okay. gen- generated. Um, it's actually a lot of fun. There's it's like Optimus and RC and Ratchet and Bumblebee and um, Bulkhead. That was the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, who John Goodman was the voice of. Um, bulkhead in the movie the the last movie with um mark Wahlberg, um yeah but uh, he's not and then um the rock is the voice of cliff jumper but you'll enjoy it what happens okay. to cliff jumper it, it made me happy we'll just put it that way oh, um the, like, I love when, cliff when what happened to cliff original. jumper happens to cliff jumper i was all in <laughs> and it happens early so, um, anyway, but no, it was, um, it, it was, it was really, it was really good with the, um, just having a few transformers on earth and working and then having these, like, you know, obviously they had some kids in there cause it's a kid's show, but the kids did not take away from everything. And, um, the relationship that, um, Jack, the main kid had, especially with RC was really cool. I will put that on my. So. Long and distinguished and never-ending list of yeah. to watch. There's a, it's three episode, three seasons. It's a total of sixty-five episodes, and they're each about a half hour. So okay, um, I'll check that out. Okay, so <laughs> we'll put that on your TV show uh, to watch list. All right, so that's movies. We've been talking. Jeez, we've been talking about this for over forty minutes. Um, let's uh, let's go on to TV shows uh, while we're at it. So. We have two crossovers on this. Um, the first, obviously, being Superman and Lois season three. So both super excited about that. I'm not sure when that's coming out, though. Yeah, I don't know. Not, not, no idea about that. So um, there's, no, there's no release date. Oh, uh, no. Sorry, we do have a release date. March 14th at 8 p.m. Unfortunately, All it's right, still on there we CW. Go. So, 
And it's going to be paired up with Gotham Knights, I believe. Yes, which I'll give a shot to. I'll try the first episode and see. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. So, and um, but if, if it's, it's bad, ba- if it's really on. based on the game, I don't I don't know because I I decided not to get the game because it dumbed down the Arkham move sets so much. Um, and then when you power up, you have to power up each character individually. Yes, I did see that. So there's no reason to play the other characters. Right. Like, and to be honest, if you look at it, the only character you should play as is Red Hood because he's the only one with a viable range and melee attack. Mm -hmm. So, um, we just got super video gamey. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so March 14th, super excited. I'll probably, you know, what I'm probably going to do is just buy the season pass again. Like I did last year on, um, Apple TV. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that way I'll just watch it. I mean, I'm going to watch it the next day anyway. So that way I don't have to watch it with commercials and I get it in 4k. Um, okay. So the next one is Ted Lasso season three. There's no release date yet. Um, it's still rumored that this is the last, um, the last season of uh, of the show. Um, filming wrapped. Um, it looks like it wrapped in November. Yeah, it's been yeah. No, it's... it just wrapped in. It started in March. I know Jason Sudeikis was like not happy um, with some of the scripts and and went back and and rewrote some stuff. Um, but yeah, so they're saying maybe March. So, which is weird. I mean, when it, when it comes out, it will have been over almost a, well, if it comes out at the end of March, it'll be like almost a year since, uh, oh no, there's, uh, it's been over a year. The season finale was October 8th, 2021. So this is, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know. I, I kind of hate. I hate that they let TV shows do this. I think it works for HBO when they do shows every other year. Um, just because they have so much. Um, Apple does not have that uh, that luxury. But I'm super looking forward to season three. Uh, all right. So now for the ones where we differ, why don't you start? All right. I, I have, again, no particular order. You, season four. It's going to be broken up into two parts. I, I was just telling uh, you, Brian, before we started filming, as far as when you were talking about you, I said you, you're, you're basically rooting for a sociopathic stalker in this show. And Penn Badgley is great as Joe, or and who knows what his name's going to be now that he had to, after season three, skedaddle out of the country. But... Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This is just it's just like one of those fun guilty pleasures. Cool. Uh, I mean, the guy's a creep. And <laughs> granted, this, the way they do it, though, sometimes the people that he is up stalking or whatever, they aren't the best people in the world either. So, but he's just su- he has such a good charisma that cool. you're like, okay, we know you're a creep. I'm still rooting for you. Well, I, have I don't Netflix know what that makes me for a month, so maybe yeah. I'll check it out. Um, so. it looks like it premieres on February 9th, uh, or part yeah, one, February 9th. So, okay. Um, and it says so. here, Joe heads to London for a whodunit in you season four. So, yeah. So really, uh, I cool. do like this show and I'm looking forward to this. Thanks. Yeah. Um, you've talked about this one before. Um, 
All right. So my um, my next up is um, or my first up is coming in summer 2023 on FX Justified City Primeval. Um, Raylan's back. Super excited um, to to have this back. It's based. Um, it's obviously a continuation of Justified. It's based on uh, or inspired on Elmore Leonard's novel City Primeval High Noon in Detroit. Um, so I'm. I'm just I'm excited because Justified is one of my top three favorite shows of all time. So the fact that it's coming back just as a mini series and we know it's not going to go beyond that is um, is pretty cool. That's I still need to finish the original Justified. <gasps> I know, I know, I'm, I'm a bad person. You, you, are, I'm a bad I mean, person. Like, just ring the Shane bell. Please. Ding ding. How Bring dare it. you? Oh. <laughs> oh, we haven't heard our, our, our Greta for a while, have we? I mean, Greta sucks, so I've been trying yeah. not to use Greta as much, but I mean, but you definitely get a. How dare you? For that one. And that oh. is well deserved yeah. as well. Well the, deserved. Um, did you watch any of the Tim stuff from um, uh, Turning Point USA when they were there? I have. No. Luke said, so it came out that Kyle Rittenhouse and Greta Thunberg were born on the same day. And Luke Rutkowski okay. from We Are Change said they should heal the world by coming together and having a baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm here for that chaos. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, uh. That's funny. But, yeah, so, no, so summer 2023. So we'll, we'll see. It's, um. I don't, it doesn't say how many episodes, maybe let me see if I can find it. It's going to be eight episodes. So, um, very, very excited to see this. Um, you know, just cause I love, I mean, the character of Raylan Givens is great. And the story of how Raylan, like the character Raylan came about or with well, the name at least is super funny. Cause Elmore went Leonard was at a, at a convention and sign or book signing, whatever. And kid came up and, and he's like, Oh, what's your name? And he's like, my name is Raylan. And he's like, Raylan, how do you spell that? R A Y L A. And he's like, Oh, that's gonna be a character in my next book. Cause it's such a cool that's name. That's funny. So, um, so yeah, super excited about that. All right. Next up for you. Shadow and bone, which is one of those, it's a young adult book and season one. It, I saw the trailer for it and I thought, eh, this will be kind of a distraction I'll, that mm-hmm. I'll probably stop watching after two episodes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, but it, I I actually really liked season one. I cool. think it came out. I'm trying to think. It came out in 2021, I believe, or it may have been 2020. It's but it seems like it's been a long time since this came out. It's uh, been over first well episode, over April 23rd, 2021. Okay, so and, it's, it's well over a year. Yeah, March and, 16th, 2023, almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah. So, and again, we've we've seen that with a lot of shows, like you were just talking about. Um, ben Barnes it was mm-hmm. the he was the antagonist in this, which I thought he he did a really good job because I know nothing of the book, so it, he, it was kind of like his jigsaw when you know he's hiding something, but you think he's he's trying to play this you know the good guy, but you know he's hiding something. But yeah, I'm really curious to see where this story goes. And uh, there's some, there are some elements of Netflix of wokeness to it. Mm-hmm. But 
I will say it was it was closer to the elements of what we saw in uh, shows like Wednesday. Well, not Wednesday, but the, what show? I just had a show where it's like it was a little woke, but it wasn't some stuff where they do it better, closer to. Uh, warrior nun than say a show what show was i telling you about than sandman where it was mm, blatantly yeah. and overtly woke that is fine I, you know there's a lot of good characters in this I'm, and i'm really curious to see where the story goes again like i said it's a book series young adult book series never read a single word of it cool i just the first season was pretty good i think Haley reads i think Haley reads those okay cool awesome all right my next one is warrior season three it's coming sometime this year um <laughs> It's done filming, so it's in the can. It's ready to go. Um, HBO Max can put it out at any time. Today would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of hope they drop it all at once, though, because this is definitely a show that's meant to be streamed um, mm-hmm. like that in, in that way. Um, like I was reading some some comments from um, Shannon Lee, Bruce, Bruce Lee's daughter, and, and how elated she was that HBO Max like saved warrior um after you know cinemax and does cinemax even exist anymore no idea yeah so um but it's a great show it's um it's based on a treatment um called assam that bruce lee wrote back in the late 60s early 70s right before he died and um yeah it's just it's a really really cool cool show um and uh andrew cohey is that how you say it as a psalm is is great sure so um and uh yeah i don't know i also like jason tobin as young june <laughs> so he's got a little mouth on him doesn't he uh all right what do you got next a squid game which is surprising me because i love season one i didn't like I didn't. I didn't like one little twist they had in it, but I love season one, and I thought it, it would have been fine. It would have been actually deserved, or if they would have just kept it as one season. But I'm really curious sure. to see if where they go with season two. I'm hoping it doesn't kind of dilute what we got from season one. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't know if you can uh, count this in 2023. They haven't even begun filming yet. Oh, they haven't. No. Oh, okay. So, so well, we can take that off. Season two. Well, no, if... we're gonna we can leave it. Like we'll. Go, I have faith. Okay. It says because uh, okay. like it was supposed. Some someone was saying the release date was supposed to be um, in in January twenty twenty three. So well, this is weird. This is from three hours ago. Netflix life. Um, Squid Game. Squid Game season two is not coming to Netflix. Season three. Um, now that we've crossed, blah, 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 everyone's talking. It, oh, it came out in 2021. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so it'll be released sometime in late 23 or early 24. So we can leave it on. Okay. All so, right. So, and if it carries over till 2024, then you just have one for next year already. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it was a classic. It became like the most watched thing on Netflix in like 12 days. Yeah, which I still haven't watched it. <laughs> so, also, um, if you watch yeah. it, people watch the oh. original version and do the subtitles because oh. the dubbed version is not good. So then you At read everything and you miss all the cool deaths. Got it. 
No. Uh, subtitles is it, you have to watch it. it I'm like, kidding. I, mean, I love subtitles. I like reading I stuff. So but, yeah, um, awesome. All right. So my next one so, is Yellowstone season five, part two. Part one just ended. Um, part two will be out in about four months, maybe five. So um, super excited to see what happens with the Duttons now that Jamie Dutton has grown a backbone and uh, filed impeachment proceedings against his dad, John, who is the governor of Minnesota in the show, and um, is apparently putting a hit out on his sister. So, Spoilers. Jeez. Well, sorry. I mean, it's been out for like two weeks. Um, and plus oh, yeah. It's been two written, weeks. It's been written about extensively. So, <laughs> I'm only five seasons behind. Yeah. Jeez. Well, you'll forget by then. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't you – let's see. We each have three left. Why don't you just go through well, your next – Well, two of them I'm going to put well, I was, into I was going to say just go through your next three. Okay. Because they're all on a streaming service that I don't have and I don't intend to watch any of. Yes. So Mandalorian season three. Uh, you know, Mandalorian season one was okay. I really liked season two. I love Mandalorian season 2.5. Um, so I'm really curious to see where this one goes. And, you know, hopefully we get the Mando and Grogu, you know, father sonhood back. Uh, I think the Mandalorian out of all the Star Wars shows for me was the most consistent. And I'm hoping it stays that way. After that, in these two are these were all my honorable mentions just because I don't know where they're going to go and I don't quite trust Lucasfilm on these properties. And that's Ahsoka, mm -hmm. and for that Star Wars, obviously, and then Secret Invasion in the MCU. Ahsoka, we have Rosario Dawson, which I loved her portrayal of Ahsoka that we got. Uh, but again, I just don't know where these people, the writing. What's most important is the writing and the characters. I don't know if they have that. Yeah, if they're going to do that with Ahsoka, and the same with Secret Invasion. Just for the simple fact that, I like I said, even though Guardians Three and Quantum Mania are on my list of can't wait to see mm -hmm. in theaters, that does not mean I am all in on in the MCU, especially the TV shows. Which out of all the TV shows, I only really liked. WandaVision mm -hmm. and Hawkeye had some good stuff. Yeah. Other than that, they've been they've been an abject failure. Yeah. So I'm hoping Secret Invasion can turn that around. I'm very it's almost like what I'm rubbernecking and watching <laughs> the accident. Yeah. More than I'm excited to see if they bring out something good. Yep. But again, I will not hesitate to drop this if it's not good the yeah. first couple episodes. So Mando comes back on March first. Um and I imagine Ahsoka will follow soon thereafter. Um, I, I would know. assume so. I'm, I'm guessing these are eight episodes like they have been. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I am uh, I'm trepidatious about Ahsoka, even though Dave Filoni is running the show and has written most of the episodes. Um, Mando season three, Mando season 2.5 undid everything at the end of the season. And I think it would have been more interesting to watch Mando go about and do his thing with the Mandalorians without Grogu. Um, and then have Grogu come back maybe later in the season um, or in the finale as a more realized Jedi. I would really like that. Yes. I think um, 
what they're going to do is they're going to keep Grogu as the, the toddler um, for as long as they possibly can because Disney is morally and creatively bankrupt. Yes. So, all right. What's your last, your last one then? No, that, uh, secret, that was oh, it. Secret, yeah. secret invasion was the last so, one. Okay. Um, that's just says 2023 as well. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I think there's so, uh, there's so much, uh, that they're, they're jet packing over for, um, secret invasion that I, I'm just not sure it can possibly be any good. Well, like I said, it's more me watching, yeah. anticipating the sure. car wreck than it is a yeah. photo finish, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. All right. So my last three are um, The Bear, uh, season two on FX. Uh, I, the Bear was, was one of my favorite things that I watched this year, just in general. Um I'm excited for it to to pop back up on FX this year. It doesn't have a release date just yet, or at least not one that I can find. Um, and you know, I'm just looking forward to to dipping back in with that family. Um, then my next one is Secession season four, which quite possibly is my favorite thing HBO has ever done. Um. I, I love the show. It's it's just kind of right up my alley for like storytelling and um, the uh, the um, you know just the content subject matter and, and everything. And you know, I, I think one of the interesting things is something that's happening behind the scenes is the release date. It still hasn't been noted, but it has to air. Um, in its entirety by May 31st to be eligible for the Emmys, um, which it is a critical like award starling. And I think they might end up overlast, overlapping with some of The Last of Us. Um, I, would, I would recommend not watching The Last of Us just because the showrunner told the actors not to watch the video game. And I'm, I'm assuming we're going to hear a lot more of that from showrunners and directors um, because they don't want Henry Cavill situations going on where you'll have someone who falls in love with the source material and then questions why they aren't following it. <laughs> There's a reason that wasn't on my, uh, even on my honorable mention list. It's not on my list. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not like, it's funny. Like as I, I liked Pedro Pascal and the massive weight of unbearable talent, uh, but I'm not a fan of his. And, you know, I, I try to do my best to separate, like, the, the actor from, you know, the, the, the role from the actor, the, the art from the artist, so to speak. But I have a really hard time with him because I don't think he has any integrity. And I think he's a bad person. Um, so anyway, anyway, then my last one is a, new, uh, is a new show on HBO called White House Plumbers. And it's the... Uh, it's a, it's a look at Watergate with E. Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy played uh, respectively by Justin Thoreau and Woody Harrelson. 
I had never heard of that until I saw it's yeah. on your list. And then uh, Donald Gleason is playing John Dean. So I'm I'm really I'm really excited. I mean, the cast is great. Lena Headey's in it. Woody Harrelson. Oh, that's a great cast. Um, let me see who else we got. Uh, Zoe Levin is in here. Ike uh, Ike Barinholtz, who I love. Judy Greer, who you know I love. Um, <laughs> so yeah, David Crumholtz. I'm a big fan of him. Kim Coates. Uh, from Sons of Anarchy is in there. Um, Zach Orth, you know, just like F. Murray Abraham, like it's just a really good cast. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And again, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, uh, of the subject matter. Um, not sure, it's not out yet. Um, it's, it's saying March 2023. So you know, I think HBO is, is got a little issue with awards season coming up and, and getting those shows out there. So they're eligible. Um, maybe this will be like a Monday or Tuesday night show instead of a Sunday night show. Um, but I'm super excited. Plus it's a good period piece. You know, I'm a sucker Mm -hmm. for, for period pieces. Um, especially that like time in politics with Nixon and Kennedy and LBJ and you know, just all of the shenanigans. Let's, let's put it nicely that were happening there. CIA, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's it. That's Thank our you. list. That's our lists. That's I our, feel like yeah. I feel like we have solid lists. Yeah. Um, I and think I'm, I'm sure oh, there's. Yeah. Go ahead. As I say, I'm sure there's something that'll come along yeah. probably toward the end of the year that we didn't expect or you know like that or well, would make will make maybe make our will probably make our right. top ten list at the end of the year as well. That not even yeah a thought right now so i mean i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna look i'm looking at your list like maybe ted lasso maybe superman and lois will be in your top 10 um Mm -hmm. i don't think any of the disney plus stuff will be in there um no way and i I, I highly doubt it if squid game comes out maybe um but shadow and bone and you have both been away for for a year or two so like maybe yeah you know um i mean if justified is half as justified city primeval is half as good as justified was like, it'll probably be on my list. Um, mm-hmm. Yellowstone, the first half of season five is already like, it's already on my list for, for this year. Same with the bear, same with like succession wasn't out last year. So, um, okay. you know, it's, uh, it's definitely gonna be on my list. So yeah. And soups and Lolo and, and Ted Lasso. So we might have to like increase it to our top 20. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, cool. Happy New Year. Hope everybody got it kicked off to a nice, healthy start. Um, if you're a resolutioner at the gym, leave. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, leave immediately. Yeah. No, like, don't even, don't, don't worry about it. You're not going to, like, you, you get healthy in, like, June when you can use everything. <laughs> no. If you're interested in bathing suit season, it started in December. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. So, um, yeah, on that note, anything to add? Nope. I just know breakfast is ready. Ooh, breakfast. It's already lunchtime. Well, we're, we're doing the kind of little fasting, so. Oh, oh, oh. welcome to my world. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right. On that note, we will see you all next week. Later. See ya.
DFS podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons who are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.